What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Good morning. Good morning. Rainy, rainy morning. We needed it. Did we? Well, it was hot. It hadn't rained for like a whole day. <laughs> it hadn't rained for at least a day. Yeah, it was, it was warm. Entire cities That's in true. New England hadn't been wiped out for at least a few days. Ay ay ay. Truly. Yeah. Oh my god, Hawaii. Ugh, oh, how boy. horrifying. Isn't that sad? Paradise burns down. Wow. I mean, the, the ferocious wind fire. Wow. Wow. What a nightmare. An island on fire. <sighs> it's really one of the best places on the planet. It's quite unfortunate. It is one of the best places. I mean, that's been famously known for a long time. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. Our best places are going. And just like that. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. The last episode of And Just Like That made me cry. Oh, yeah. I literally have the hardest time remembering. I think... This episode, um, Jack really couldn't stand it, but I can't really remember it. Okay, help me. Help me. What happened? Carrie is looking at the new apartment on Gramercy right. Park. Gorgeous, gorgeous apart- yeah, apartment. I mean, like, she's buying a building, right? An apartment that looks like a, a real apartment. apartment. But I'm like, it is a real, it is a building. This is a building. It's a little townhouse in Gramercy yeah. Park. Stunning. A stunning apartment. Dreams come true. And what else is happening? Um, um, sex between the children. The houses. Well, you know what's interesting? I was looking at... The, I was in the subway just glancing at the And Just Like That poster the other day. And I was like, yeah. oh my god. Those kids are going to get together. And that was just based oh, on, interesting. on the poster. Uh-huh. Were they arranged together? Yeah, the... Oh, okay. um, Miranda's son was looking at Lily in a way that, like, all their focus was on Lily. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. oh, that's going to happen. Yeah, it's unfortunate that those child, young actors are so bad. Because it, it could They're be fun to, like, absolutely move into their sex in the cities. But yeah. they're too young and they're terrible. I actually don't think that Lily's young. I think she must be 25 years old, but she's not an actress at all. So No, no. Um, other things no. that happened were there was some event at someone's home where the gays ended up hooking up in the bathroom because it comes, comes to light. We that... thought of you. We really were like, I bet Rita's losing their mind at this moment. At the sex in the bathroom? The whole, I mean, yes. Well, the whole, like, no, it's, gr- it's the in the green gr- card. It's in the, the bedroom. Oh, is that where they are? It's in the girls, because they're like, are they having sex in there? And then no one's in there except, except the they're behind the door back there. With their pants off in there. It's in because the child's bedroom. The children's bedroom, no It's less. because his mother grew up in Buffalo. In Buffalo. I can't. That plot line, I'm like, I can't, I'm not even going to allow myself to, like, get involved, because it's so stupid. It's, it's, uh... Oh, then there's the, um... The professor is having oh, sex. she's having sex with, like, 
Conan the Barbarian. And I was like, this is going to be STD. Like, some kind of reality is going to crush this, like, fantasy. The reality if she hasn't dealt with her other husband. Yeah, the pregnancy problem. Wait. Well, she she realizes that, or she feels like, you know, that the problem is her. And Uh, now he's, he's got this other woman pregnant. Is the... Getting other people pregnant. And she said, you have to leave. You have to leave my house. Honey, this is over. Goodbye. What's going on with Miranda? She's... She has a son. I think that's it. Right. She and Charlotte are acting no like job, the oldest, oldest no woman in the world. Um, um, what's happening with Charlotte and the gallery? Anything interesting? Did Charlotte go shopping again? I don't know. It seems like her boss oh, is oh. a misogynist. People are ordering food too often because she's not there. Oh. Um, Victor Garber is oh, yeah. great, which is... She's not coming home soon enough. Because whatever. she's coming home at 7.30. Oh, that's right. Hey. Rock is ordering from 10 different restaurants at once for dinner. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> that's What's going that's on me. with... Le- oh, um, Lisa's pregnant. Right. That's why L- she's falling asleep in the most insane ways. LTW seems to be falling asleep because she's busy and not supporting her husband and he's really pissed. And Thank that- God she's pregnant because that was like, this storyline doesn't... Suddenly this person's like fully falling apart as a human. It doesn't right. make sense. No, it does make a little sense. Um, and then the part that got me... Oh, Carrie has lunch with Aiden's ex-wife. Yes, I like this scene. This is the yeah. best scene of the episode. And that woman's like a real actress. I don't know. Yes, she... and very familiar. Yeah. Um, but who knows? But she was great. She's great. I hope she's around. I hope. She was like, I don't know. Carrie, you I seem nice and I understand what you're doing, but just like, you can't fuck this up or I'll kill you. So great. I loved it. And then Carrie takes Aiden to the apartment and. Oh, she's also like, don't, don't write about my children. Oh, don't write about my children. I love that. Mm-hmm. So then Aiden's like, well, don't Carrie do Carrie was the- like, well, I hadn't thought about it till now. Now I definitely will have to. Yeah. Now I'm actually, I'm like, actually we're enacting a scene that's She's written like, about She's like, oh, that's children. my next book. <laughs> Dead husband, then uh, being a mother, a stepmother, the evil yeah. stepmother. Yeah. Uh, evil stepmother, that's the title. <laughs> Print. And just like that. And just like that. Um, and then she takes Aiden to the house and, and he's kind of like, don't do this for me. And she's like, I am doing this for you. And he's kind of, he gets emotional and she gets emotional. And I got emotional thinking about like how long we've known these characters. And I was like, I'm so I'm happy that we're watching television and actually watching people get older on television. And, like, have different lives and yeah. change. And people, mm-hmm. like, they mm-hmm. change. You know, because, like, there's yeah. this whole notion that, like, Carrie can't be with Aiden because she just can't change. She can't she can't change enough to be the woman that Aiden needs her to be. But I'm yeah. like, I think they're, like, both changing and they're, like, meeting in a new place. Yeah, Aiden was wearing that jacket. The horrible jacket. Wow. Something has changed. Something's definitely changed. <laughs> he's, he's literally, like, a European spy who's gay. Yeah, well, we didn't even talk about the previous episode where um, where Carrie is like, was big just a big mistake? Right. Wow. 
Wow. That was quite the bomb. After all that. After all of that. Oops. I made a mistake. All of those many, let's 20 years of happiness in a luxury apartment. Mm -hmm. I'm like, doesn't seem like a mistake to me. Also, you're a billionaire now. So like, I think it's okay. And you're getting. Yeah. But I think, I think all of that can be sort of true. Right. I think that's, that's that the bomb of that is like, I, I felt like that was like an incredible moment in this pretty bad show of like, Allowing yourself to even think that thought and then to Mm. say it to someone else Mm. and just like have it like allow that possibility that like, even though, you know, then she in this episode does that thing of like, oh, you know, basically my, I didn't go through a a divorce. My husband died and we Mm. had like Mm. a great time together. Yeah. Like all of that can be true that like it was a mistake to like chase this person and throw these other people away along right. the way. Right. And then also it like turned out well. And you did love this person. You did have like this great life and you did get rich and you know and these yeah. terrible things happened whatever. But yeah. like all of that can be allowed to be true and you can actually hold those things together and move forward. Yeah. And I, Without living in a fantasy, which is what they're generally doing. I really liked the the very last scene on the stoop with the young woman who lives downstairs being like, I think I'm going to have to get kicked out. Mm-hmm. And Carrie's, Carrie's like, I'm also going to leave this place. I mean, one assumes she's going to like give her the upstairs Rent apartment. Rent it to her, yeah. Yeah. Which but, is great. It's great because then she can, can... I mean, it's a little like something that Carrie shouldn't do. Right. She shouldn't, like, hold on to this backup as we saw in the second film. Right. Right? Right? You, you know, backup gets plan. Her, like, well, but, Aiden, you know, Aiden might die. Down, whatever. Yeah, and she just has to, if she's single, she has to live in that apartment. She has to get back to her comfort. I mean, if I would be devastated to be that jewelry designer because the downstairs Absolutely. apartment is much nicer than the upstairs apartment. As but she's term. also clearly rich enough to live in that downstairs apartment. She is rich. Yeah. So... That apart, you know, like that yeah. downstairs apartment. That's an apartment I've, I've been in. You know, like all those first floors of those, brownstones have that same layout. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and just like yeah. that, wow. I mean, I'm not mad. Thank you for, thank you for the entertainment. Yeah, I'm not mad either. No, people uh, are. People I am are mad at other things, but I am not mad about that show. You're mad at other things. Yeah. So. Remember, I recently rewatched episode 11 of the Dance and Stuff show, which is, I think, the last episode as well. Who's on? And um, because we have special guests, Aaron Markey and Colette Scola on this episode, and I came across it because Bard had posted it on their website Mm -hmm. as, like, kind of extra material about Aaron Markey doing a show at Spiegel Tent. Okay. So I'd rewatched it recently, and... Uh, you talk about having seen this show and having the experience and, and describing the experience as when the Dementors come down in Harry Potter okay. and that you would never feel happy again. Oh, no. Do you remember what show this was that you had seen? <laughs> was it a... Was it I the- do. Oh, um... This, you saw, you saw a show. It was the, inher- the Inheritance? 
It was the inheritance. Indeed. And <clears throat> I didn't see this endless show. You saw half of it because it was, what, seven hours long or something? I only saw <clears> half <throat> of it, yeah. In two parts. Yeah. Well, Matthew Lopez continues to rain terror upon this oh, dear. great planet of ours. Oh. Um, this time in an in a Amazon feature film. Oh. Called Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, which okay. No, no one should watch. I haven't, but I see the posters constantly. Uh huh. It is one of those. It is exactly what it looks like. It's going to be. It's like two um, rich royal gays who fall in love with each other. Yeah. So it's the the son of Uma Therma, who's the president of the United States. Uma is the president. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why not? Love. <clears throat> and. Um, and then the other guy is the uh, prince, you know. Uh, right, so British it's forbidden. Prince. They're dealing with the politics of coming out and blah, blah, blah. It's, it truly should be deleted. I mean, that the person who wrote Inheritance could... I mean, that they were even pretending to be a serious writer. And I have no no qualms with people selling out to make money. Cause it's Absolutely. But, I mean... That people took the inheritance seriously, I guess that's more the issue. Yeah. Yeah, and then it. I mean, it's right. It, it, there's something. The disturbing thing is like making trash, and and then using that to make more trash, and it's sort of like can right. we stop a trash making catapult. trash, <laughs> trash yeah. into trash. Yeah. And and they didn't write. This is like based on some, I assume, but I don't know. Terrible book. That was uh, not written by for, Matthew Lopez. For children. It's not a like, YA novel. Did you, is, did you look it up? Is that, is this No, fact? I'm assuming. But I'm making assume. assumptions. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, um, instead of watching that, <laughs> you should watch episode 11, which is also where we get No, No, 2020, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's a Thanksgiving episode as well. Oh, that's nice. Um, and there's Judy Dench and Kate Blanchett and... Oh, is that the one with puppets, finger puppets? No, it's not. It's not. That's a different episode. Well, that was a cute show you made, Jeremy. It was a cute show. I'm sorry, but then we lost that space, and couldn't have been a pandemic happened. Better performer for that show, but I'm not really an on-camera performer. Well, I don't know that that's true, but um, you know. I have trouble kind of like <laughs> you're not off. you're not like um overly performative in a way which is actually great I suppose film. but it's it's good if you're able to turn it on when you need to like in those situations where there were beyond just Jack I'd be like I no yes. longer can speak like yes. I, when the yeah. when it becomes the four of you 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 really disappear mm-hmm but you know, there was a lot. Three, three was a actors lot in a room. That's so There's much. A lot. Yes. Um, a lot. Oh, everyone, go back and watch the dance and stuff show. I I got acquainted with um, a young person this week who who I saw in a Cunningham showing on Friday. A meet and they love the podcast and I I was telling them they did a good job and they were like oh it's weird hearing your voice because I've been listening to podcasts forever and they said it changed my life and I said oh no 
Oh, no. I mean, it's nice. <laughs> I mean, very young people who listen to the podcast, I think it's quite formative because, you know, it's the first time mm-hmm. they hear mm-hmm. of all these things, especially for people who don't live in New York. Absolutely. So also for people who don't live in New York, I just joined the Patreon for pageant, 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 pageant. Is that the, the space in what's pageant? Yeah. So they have a great Patreon. Oh, because you can you watch can their their shows. Watch, do- yeah. So you can oh. watch a uh, great documentation That's of great. the shows, Love which is that. great if you don't live there. And yeah, um, see what's going on with the young folks. See what's going on with those young folks, and and you get to support this space, which is like, yeah, you know, doing showing strange things. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I've there's like a, a four dollar a month option and like an eight dollar a month option. Well, that's smart. Everyone should have a Patreon like. Yes, that. I also think like everyone should have a Patreon like this. Mm. This is why no one knows who Balanchine is. So, I had, um, I, I had lunch with Pam Tanowitz and. Oh, she said that she saw you yesterday or two oh, days ago. Oh, it was such a pleasure, and mm-hmm. we did at the topic of her archive as like letting people see her pieces mm. on film came up and she doesn't like it she doesn't want people to see her no. work in that way but i did suggest like there was someone who was actually asking after her archive and i said uh-huh. well why don't you just send them jeremy's film that's like a piece of work that's intended to be seen mm-hmm. on a, on a screen and she's like that's a good idea i said thank you yeah someone had emailed me about seeing better day and i shared it with them for one week i said oh, you have one week to watch that's this kind of- <laughs> Like, I'll watch five minutes a day. Well, it's also, like, if you don't give that boundary, then it's, like, sitting in someone's email. Because you know, like, that's, yeah. that's just how life is. That's happened to me. Viewers when someone side. says, can yeah. you watch this? And you're like, yes. And then you're like, and then oh, you're God. Like, oh, actually, can I, that link and doesn't seem to be working anymore. Can you I now suddenly email? have a 40-minute email. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. no. Um... In the in in the in line with the Matthew Lopez nonsense is um, Heartstopper. Have you watched the second season? So I decided not to watch the second season on, and yeah. just just watch Trixie and Katya. Oh my god, that's what I season. decided to do too. Yes, and I think it's a great solution. Me as well. I'm like, and I, the generational thing is like so. I I th- I thought it was very expressive of my own position in relationship to the show. Oh, to to include people on the show who are their teachers being gay? No. About like Oh, Trixie and Trixie Katia. and Katya's generation oh, absolutely. and our generation absolutely. like in relationship di- to this there, like fantasy Disney like hugging hard stopper. Sure. There's so zone. much hugging. Right, that um, like I did think I had the same kind of like perhaps inappropriate thought as them. I thought, oh, second season, like they're obviously now this is a season where they discover about fucking. Like they're this is one, <laughs> this is one things like go to another level, but it literally doesn't ever. Yeah, and it's interesting in relationship to sex education, which is well, like a show that actually does deal with sex and not like a I don't think like a hyper sex sexy way like it's not it doesn't play it as like a sexy thing for the audience but that they're like learning about doing sex together 
Right. If there are any fundamentalist Christians, Mennonites, Orthodox Jewish people, anyone who comes from a modality of thought that thinks that teenagers aren't fucking, get a grip. That is... in. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Well, I mean... Uh, there are teenagers who aren't, and well, there I are was, I was scenarios in which, like, uh, that isn't. People don't want to encourage that, right? I, which I, I think is, as a person who but, was not having sex as a teen, I, uh-huh. I speak from a place of like understanding that that wasn't the norm. Not to say mm. that one or the other should be the norm, but. I think when people have an expectation that teens are not having sex or abstaining until like some other point, like milestone in their lives, mm-hmm. I just Marriage. am like, no, like young people will try College. the things, <laughs> try things like as their bodies ask them to try it. You know? Right. Well, that's, that's the kind of lobotomized characters of the show, right? Like that's, right. that's what you end up with where like, oh, you are two dimensional, like heart stickers yeah they're emoji. You know, like they're oh, literal emoji babies yeah like that's it you like don't have bodies you don't have you don't exist right which is a weird place but i, uh, I find yeah. it very very odd i'm kind of like so this is of all everyone who goes to this school is in some sort of atypical place on the kind of gender sexuality spectrum. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody. Yeah. And... Which I think is the the case. I hope that's true. (laughs) Of reality. I hope hope this school exists. I mean, it's interlocking, essentially. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I bet a version of this, like, kind of utopia exists in that way, of, like, arts and, and maybe more and more normal... Places. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I'm relieved I didn't have to watch it. Oh, so I mean, I I I turned it on and was like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. This is insane. Um. Oh, yeah, boy. more insane than the first season because the first season is like, there actually is like, he's having sex with that straight person who's like bi or whatever. Right, because like the brown haired one is not so like fantasy virgin like the right. ginger one. He's like aggressive, uh, straight fantasy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. Yeah. I I sent you another YouTube. Speaking of YouTube tricks, and Katya, thank oh, you for thank you for helping goodness. us. But I sent you that other YouTube, oh, which was I don't even know how to unpack this. It's really interesting, and I was really overjoyed to, like, see the picture come up on my thing, and I said, oh my god, I'm gonna get to see how the bread is made, I'm seeing behind the scenes of this, like, what feels like some kind of... bread is made. Horror film. Uh, The sausage is made? (laughs) I think that's how it is. The sausage. Um, But for me, you know, I watch baking videos, so it's really bad. Yeah, you're like, uh, also, like, it's nicer if we just... uh, I would never want to watch a video about flour. how the sausage is made. Yeah, but like, okay, so the cow walks in and it's electrocuted. <laughs> but I discovered a kind of like, obviously my YouTube really knows me because I don't imagine that this is a very popular YouTube channel, but... Well, but it is also labeled as like Molly Boz. Exactly. So my YouTube knows me. Even though 
She's nowhere to be seen. Some like design style person does a home tour of Ben Willett and Molly Baz's Altadena home in California. Oh my goodness, all these words. And um, if you've watched Molly's cooking show, you have like a good understanding of her kitchen and maybe the backyard, and like you've gotten glimpses mm. into you the. Have, you have an understanding, which a lot yeah. of which was undercut for, by this video for me. Mm. I was like, oh, I actually didn't understand this correctly. Interesting. And on this video, you get a much better understanding of the kind of interior. Okay, the word interior, <laughs> it's both meanings. We're talking the psychological interior uh-huh, and uh-huh. the physical yes, interior yes. of the space in yeah. which Ben and Molly live. There was uh-huh. a moment in the video where I thought they're roommates. Like, Wow. There was something that Ben So, said. did you watch this video? Oh, yeah. Well, every minute. Wow, I, I couldn't. I was like, skippity-doo-dah. This is... Well, the video, video is unfortunately produced. Badly, yeah. It's not, not, and then it's great. meandering and... It's but what depressing. We, what we find out is that Ben, who not only has come across as a terrorist in Molly's cooking videos... <laughs> a kind um, of indifferent terrorist right someone who's like willing to fully interrupt her tapings just to like get a cup of water you know Uh just to it's like a kind of eeyore exactly um, and he's kind of up to the same hijinks while this person is making a youtube video literally mm -hmm. about him he can't be bothered to not just go about his business i've met a person like this from it's California. Really something. It's, um it's uh it's confusing, but there is when I think of like mal- the relationship dynamic, I think that there is there can be a game there of like oh, I'm going to like make this person alive or something. Right. Like there's like a Frankenstein right. thing. He, well, he is Frankenstein. That's where he looks like Frankenstein. Well, monster. she's Frankenstein. Right, and he's the monster. And I thought of something kind of bigger while after I finished watching this, which is like in regard to other architects that I know, I I feel like I generalize people who've had architectural education as being very miserable adults. Mm. And I realized kind of why watching this film. I was like, Oh, these are people who go to school and receive an education that's very kind of aspirational. It aspires to like help the world kind of do better in terms of materiality, do better in terms of how we situate ourselves in space. And then when school's over, they're confronted by the reality that everything is chaos and nobody actually cares but now their mm. value system is so tied up in like the particularities of objects and how they are and how they're made and where they are. So like the whole world then mm. crushes down on them as being this place of garbage chaos. So seeing inside the <laughs> home of one of these kind yeah. of people, you're like, oh, life is like very painful for you. 
Yeah, I think that the the gap between like the thing being made and the the humanity <coughs> experiencing it is vast. Like I watched this tour of the Frank Gehry's Disney. Oh. What is that thing called? Disney. The Disney Hall Disney Concert Hall. Yes. Yeah. I performed and there. I, you know. I really felt that. I mean, it's that you know the Fisher Center as well of like the disconnect from like this idea. Right. To like the reality, right? You're like, this is not nice. Well, yeah. When you but go like, into the Disney ideas. concert hall and you're confronted by the upholstery, you're just like, oh my goodness. what? You're like, oh you, my goodness. Like this was done by the same team of human beings. Like, goodness, wow. Goodness. How could you have this like clear thought and then not literally carry it ten feet into the interior? You know, it's just so insane. It's. It's wild. But anyway. Um, yeah. Um, so in this video, it does feel like a business. Well, it's an advertisement for Ben's furniture business. Well, yeah, the video. But like yeah. the, the house itself, you're like, oh, so this is a, a kitchen set. The, the way that that kitchen room, because basically you realize that on the other side of the kitchen is this like weird low sitting area with a fireplace. Right. But there's also what? like a, there's a substantial empty space, which is in for, between for, for the crew. Right. Which what? is like great. I mean, I, I mean, it's not the most logical organization for a home, but it is logical for someone who needs to do what Molly's doing. These are insanely rich people, which you really see when you get out to the pool, I have to say. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Like, literally just renovate that... That's right. Turn that, that pool into house into, like, a, a studio, whatever. Right. Or, like, well, do it somewhere does... else or whatever. Like, you're going to live in this... It's... That does I have to say, clear. it reminds me of, like, the Claire Saffitz... Well, it's thing, not in it's a not way, that but level. it's not like that. No, no, it's no. a very different dynamic, very different because wealth vibe right. well, as well. Ben and Molly are very aesthetically driven in a way that Claire is not. Yeah. Well, but they're also. It's also this kind of tinny, empty. I, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. But well, oh, no, you're right. Because like thinking about that home, like though it's like a showroom for all these like rounded corner. I mean, as I texted like Pinterest. Right. Honey, there's nothing. Of, there's these nothing things have personal. all been made. Right. Before. There's literally nothing to do with them. And so I'm like, is that stuff in the bedroom or like, Where's your, where are your things? You know, where's your things? Like, where's your history? Where's, like, your life? Aye, None of it. Aye, aye. It's not here. And but there's again, also, just, like, design-wise, like, the proportions of things is bananas and the way these rooms are arranged and, like... Well, I'm sorry. The what are we doing? The, the brown couch and the doors really flipped me out. I was like, <laughs> you what? Were just fully disturbed by that. I was like, they have a... Also, Little? that couch, I was truly like, what do you mean he designed this couch? You can buy it on Wayfair for, like, $3,000. Is that true? I mean, there are so many couches like that. Right. 
And I have to say, I recently decided, or I, this is also, like, based on furniture at my mom's house, but I, 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 I appreciate these, like, kind of honky, chonky couches, but I want furniture that you can kind of see under. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Like a couch on legs. <laughs> Anyways, that's just a thought I had. It's not to do. It's not. It's not. It's not a that's value statement. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know. Do we need to say more about this video? You can, well, we'll goodness. put a link in the description. It, it you can watch did it kind of. It's really. Is it like seven hours long? How long is this video? It's 30, long. Thirty minutes. Goodness. It did kind of reveal to me something about their level of wealth. I was like. Yes, because there's, so what I didn't realize is that there's like this outside area that they sometimes shoot in where I think the grill is right outside the door. Right. And then you like take a pathway to go to this pool, which has like a pool house. Right. And like, what? No, this is like a movie star's house from like the 60s. And Uh they, they purposely don't show you the street view. And I'm like, is this because you think you're movie stars or something? Like. You're not going to show us what the house looks like from the outside. But you also, you don't, I mean, I, I skimmed through this thing, but like, you also don't really get a sense of how the inside of the house, the rooms work together either. It's not right. really, no, no, because no. you're kind of just jumping to rooms to look at. They don't show you a bedroom. They don't, they don't do that. They just show you the like rooms that like a lot of money and work have gone into there was something about the room with the sisal carpet that already has water damage from the, like, bad, bad door construction that, like, it just made me really sad. I was Bummed like, you out. It really I also, in the out. kitchen, that the cabinets don't go to the ceiling and there's this gap space. Ooh, that, like, uh, that ugh, above the fridge. I can, like, feel what's up there. Just so much dust. Why I was are like, we doing that? I was like, you took the, like, stove hood all the way up. Just go all the way up. Go up, honey. That was weird. But, you know, it's fine. Like, whatever design, whatever, but um, just the mood got me got me depressed. Yeah, that, it was a weird mood, but I, you needed to see it just because, like... You forced me to watch that. We, need, we already know so much about these people, but we needed to, like, fill in some blanks. Goodness. Um, something great and weird and complicated and, um, problematic, but, um, interesting. Uh, um, The Jerk is on, I think, Netflix. Oh, it's a great film. So insane. Um, I, why Steve Martin? Is Steve Martin? Oh, because of that TV show, I think maybe. Saturday Because I also watch It's Complicated. Which is a um, what's what's her name? Um, I don't know. You what's know, she it? makes she makes these movies about like rich people eating oh, food um, and stuff. Yeah, Nancy Myers. There we go. Um, it's really I think I don't know if it's her last film, but it feels like it should be her last film. Like you run out of movies to make. Which which one? It's complicated with Meryl Streep and Steve Martin and um, Alec Baldwin. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes, that one. Which, I, I mean, it's been like 
10 years they don't have they have flip phones <laughs> they, yeah like the technology of that i was like wow this movie is don't they have like extreme I... kind of aryan children in that movie mm-hmm. yeah it's, okay yeah yeah and there's face work and it's wild um but the jerk is crazy if you haven't seen it i i did when i was i did enjoy watching it it's insane you know it opens with like um like i'm a black boy from Georgia or whatever. Wow. It's crazy. Um, but it that did was, remind me of Pennies from Heaven. How the, yeah, that was, was the that Pennies movie. from Heaven days. Yeah. Anyways, what? why did you ask me this morning to write that list? And also... Oh, because I was... A yeah, truly impossible list to write. I very mean, difficult. Very difficult. Well, because I was... I was thinking, like, what could a good um, uh, trivia question be? And I thought that it couldn't be Googled. Oh. And I was thinking, like, maybe if we... Because I have top ten lists from of Jack and myself. So I thought, oh, maybe there's, like, a film that we all share that couldn't, you know, couldn't be Googled. It would have to be, like, someone with podcast acumen could oh. answer. Is, so technically is there, there isn't one. Oh, no. But there is one that there basically is. So... If you can guess what this movie is, we'll send you a tote. Oh my god! Um, it's a hard. It's hard, right? Um, I I, I kind of know what it is. <laughs> do you want to guess based on your own? Can I win a no, tote? No, don't do that. Don't do that. Because then I'll um, guess. I'll get guess it. after the pod. I'll tell you when yeah. we're off the air. Um, that was fun to like wake up and think about that and mm-hmm. also it's like to think about movies. let your mind kind of wander to other places i was like wow there could be a hundred movies here but like i have to think about like what are the movies that i would happily sit down and watch anytime yeah is is your list in um what, what is it called order I mean, is the top of your list the top of your list yeah, I think so. I mean, it gets vague as it goes down. Cause I mean, it's, it's like, what I would assume would be at the top of your list. I think we, yeah. I mean, we can say it. It is not a It's movie not the shared on. film. No, no, no. <laughs> which is Men Don't Leave, which It's my number one. Something That's or other. My, we have a whole episode about it, but it's my number it one film. And a, a, a movie that, like, nobody, very few people have seen, but it is... It is the one that, like, if someone asks me what's my favorite movie, that's the one that comes to mind right away. But, I mean, obvious, there's, like... There's a lot of movies I thought about where I'm like, well, that's a great film. But I was like, but I wouldn't want to sit down and just watch it any old time. Right. So that's the tricky thing of like movies that you kind of respect the most versus movies that like really like impacted you. Right. Or that like you would want to watch again. Right. So um, this movie really is like both incredibly watchable, tremendously made, just tremendous. So it is actually not on my list because it is, I think it's pushed off by this other movie by the same director. Um, So that's why I'm accepting it as, as the, uh, because it is, it, it, it would be on my list if not for this other movie, which has to be there because it's, it's actually the top of my list. I see. Wow. We'll get into all of that next week, I guess. Well, I saw that Iris Axe film this week. Oh, I, I I don't think it's out yet here. So well, we'll I'm wait gonna to talk try to see it. it. It's called Passengers. Passages. 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 You're 
I don't want to say anything. I'm not going to say anything, but I'll... I mean, there's so much I want to say. Oh, well, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Um, I also want to go to the Hassel Museum um, to see those shows, which I didn't see. I think you saw them. Is this the one on Bard Campus? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great show. Great shows. I think they're the same shows that were there, the Indian Theater and the Erica Verzuti shows. Oh, she has a wonderful space in the museum. So great. I feel like it's a great day, to, a great rainy day to go see them. <laughs> um, I also really loved this New York Times article about this. Uh, it's like a kind, I don't know, but this article, it's like a, a, there's like a video. It's like, I don't know, some kind of special thing, but it's, uh, um, it's called How a Rare Portrait of an Enslaved Child Arrived at the Met. And it's about this, I think, incredible painting um, <coughs> that basically um, was, you know, commissioned by this awful, you know, plantation plantation slave owner person. But includes, it has like the, I think, three children with the like s- slave who took care of them. Oh, as, as, I think we're I think we're assuming this, or you know, right? Um, but at some point, the the slave is literally erased from the painting. What? So they just like paint over, like paint the backdrop over wow. this person, which feels like so intense wow. and like yeah. symbolic of like wow. the whole scenario. And so, did um, they do some like forensics to find this? Well, so, so this painting ends up being donated by, like, you know, later generations of this family mm-hmm. to, uh, at, and at this point it's been, like, the slave has been erased. And then, so this, this some Louisiana art museum basically has it in their basement, um, and then they sell, they sell it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I think at some point in here there's like a restoration process um, and then the guy who uh, eventually sells it to the Met um, has it and he's the one who facilitates this is sort of when the this kind of documentary begins is with this person kind of doing an additional restoration and um, getting this person to like look into like who this family was who this uh person who's been erased might have been mm-hmm. so um we get this kind of like uh who do you think you are is that what the na- that name of that show is called this kind of like is. um we're, where um uh, what is his name uh like robert henry or something uh oh, this, like oh historian, yes like, where do you like, where do you come from yeah where do you come from what's your family lineage what's, what's your, whatever what's your life so she basically does that with this painting and because part of the problem, you know, the guy, the guy from like the Louisiana museum is basically like, well, we, we don't, we can't put everything we have on view and like this, we don't, we don't know who the painter was. We don't know who the family was. We don't know like the slate. We don't know anything about this thing. So it doesn't like have priority in this mm. museum so mm. like they sold it wow which was like 
you know, in hindsight, oops, like, because now it's at the Met, but, um, so she, like, goes and, and is, like, figures out, you know, Balazare is this, you know, that she's, like, looking through, like, slave records and these things and finds out, like, you know, at some point, um, he was sold to some, you know, other nightmare situation and then was, at that point, erased from the painting. Like, how insane this whole fucking world is. But, um, so, um... Yeah, so now can, there's this You can painting. Change, change history if you hate hard enough, you know? Yeah, so there's something about, like, the crafting of reality and history and what stories are told and who gets to exist in the right. past and the future. And um, it's really just the, like, the ghost, the ghost of it and the haunting. Uh, wow. Really incredible. We'll have um, to have a. I'll have to have a read, a read. Well, there's a video, no less. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, thank you. Visual interpretation, representation. This kind of documentary thing, so it's I great. Like and I hope. I. I mean, it'll be, be interesting to see when this. I don't know if it's on view at the museum. Now I assume it is. I assume uh. this like article coincides with that, but. Mm. Um. I'm really fascinated by the like the ghost the like the cover up and then the the return um, and it's what i'm in, it's really fascinating to me cuz like the the Belazaire character person in this painting is actually the highest in the painting mm-hmm. like it feel yeah. for me like my reading of this painting is like feels very honoring right. to this person right and well, is yeah. like a gorgeous person in this painting like beautifully painted so i don't know i i i really struck by the painting itself and then this whole story it feels very much like an american story in that horrible way so um <sighs> yeah I'll, I'll include the link to that too in the show notes uh, my cultural contribution for the week is that I saw the Mark Morris Dance Company at the George. It happened. It happened. It happened. Jamie St. Peter, um, friend from high school, uh, managed to get tickets for the Saturday night show, and so we had dinner and went to the performance. Heaven. And, and actually, the night before or the day before, I'd been to, um, I'd been to the Cunningham showing of Nearly Ninety. And I stayed for both showings. This is a, a later Cunningham when he's nearly ninety. It's the very last work. <laughs> it's the very last work he made. Okay. He, he was nearly ninety. It premiered when he was ninety. At but, Bam. Yes, but the With piece. The, cake. the piece was nearly ninety minutes. Also, so gorgeous. So I went and saw the two showings of that, but that had been. Inst- I was going to go, but it had been instigated by a text from friend of the podcast, Sarah Mearns, who said, would you like to have lunch and go see the Cunningham showing? I said, That's absolutely. Great. So we had a lovely French lunch, and then we went to um, the Nearly 90 showing. I stayed for both showings, because I was like, I'd like wow. to see that again. Wow. Wow. Um, but that was incredible. It's always incredible to see, you know, the ways in which he made movements. I never tire of 
kind of seeing that practice. And, mm-hmm. and another, similarly, another choreographer who is sort of relentless in terms of the, their c- capacity for making dance is Mark Morris. And I went to see the show at BAM, and it had four pieces at on BAM? it. At BAM? Nope. Isn't that at the at Joyce? At the Joyce. And it had four pieces on it. Should have been, in my opinion, one piece less. Um, one piece less is one an interesting less. title. Yeah, one piece less. Because it was, by the time the third piece was over, it was 9.48. And I was like, we're good. Oh, goodness. We're good. Good night. We're ready to go now. Um, which is not to say the fourth piece was bad. It just was like, no, no, we've had, we've taken in a lot of dance tonight. Like so much dance and also mm-hmm. like pure dance. Like Mark yeah. makes, has like one of these very like pure expressions of dance and is a maker who has like an enormous kind of, uh, glossary or, or, um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Lexicon? Yeah, a really big lexicon, but, you know, that's executed in this very specific way. So you're taking in a lot of information throughout the whole evening. Mm -hmm. And um, I was struck in the first dance, which was this quartet for two men and two women. Well, I I was struck by a couple of things. I was struck... I'll I'll start with with my criticism. I guess it's all criticism, but I'll start with the, <laughs> I'll start with the negatives. The negative, yeah. I don't understand this insistence on like the conventions of gender aesthetically. Uh huh. And I understand that like are these that, these that all is, new newish works? One they? of them was from nineteen eighty, and one of them was from early two thousands, but the other two were more new. Okay. One one of them was new for the Joyce. One of them was new a couple of years ago or something. But throughout, okay. there is, it, with the exception of the piece from nineteen eighty, which has like a redesign by Amy Page. That piece was more or less gender non-specific, except for the fact that men got to take their shirts off in it and women did not. Mm. So I was like, why? Uh-huh. And and it's fine. Like, I understand that some people's expression in this world and understanding in the world is that, like, w- women dress this way and men dress, dress this way. Old. Or Yes, but even in seeing it on stage, you think, well, this just isn't true. It's not even true in real life for straight people. Like, women don't wander around in the world wearing nightgowns while men are wearing slacks and button-up shirts. Like, that's not real that's or, well, I, sure I don't they're also not dancing they're also not dancing thank you very much but i think you know these these are opportunities to either take us far away from our our under mm-hmm. our kind of like right mun- mundane right. existence or there's a way of like um reiterating or taking us into a place of reality there's like obviously yeah. great great area but it's this way of dressing dancers that is very like concert dance. It's like college dance concert. These mm-hmm. are the clothes we have. They are clothes that are fabricated in ways that like point toward dance. I don't know. I don't, 
I don't understand. And we're like, everyone is a different, has like a color signifier. I don't know. Look, I, I've also done these things on, I, I'm critical of it because I think about it all the time. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I'm critical and you're looking, of, you're curious about alternatives. I'm absolutely curious about alternatives. And you're bored with people not thinking about yeah, alternatives. Yeah, and I did not see alternatives presented to me on mm-hmm. this, like, two-hour-plus evening of dance, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I have never liked a single dance of Mark Morris's that I've seen, um, but... Um, and yet, I but I, in a, in this way that I still feel like open to seeing more work, I don't know what that means. There's something. Well, there's a lot of integrity in in the product. Like it's clear that this is a person who has like a yeah, great a great so. mastery of their yeah. compositional practice. That's always. I think clear. that there's some like attitude, and it feels related to this gender thing and like certain ideas of like what dance is and is mm, for mm, and like mm. comedy and things mm. that just I hate it well but it's it leaves me but it leaves me open to like maybe there's work that isn't that but I haven't had that experience but right. I still like hope for it well I, I feel like Mark Morris is a person with a lot of edge you know they're famous for 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 being like kind of mean and funny and and <laughs> You see the funny in the work at times, but you like don't see the mean. And I'm, I wonder like where the dis, the it's almost like the meanness manifests as this insistence on the. Um, I think the, there's an arrogance to the work that is maybe mean, mean adjacent. I don't know, but I find it like very. Um, kind of chest out like mm. defiant in a way that I don't feel like it is deserving of maybe is the feeling that I am repulsed by Interesting. I mean I saw a Mark Morris show when I was a sophomore in college so I've been in New York for a year I was ushering at BAM and I thought I hate this so much not knowing anything about really having like that was seeing work that season of BAM was kind of my introduction to seeing any dance anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was so appalled by it. And people were like so happy about this, these dances. And I was just like, I'm going to jump off of this balcony. Right. I that's not my experience of Mark Morris's work. <laughs> I I've at times been extremely moved yes. by the work. The second I remember you talking about like a David Hall wasn't there a David Hallberg? Oh, he made solo? a wonderful solo for David Hallberg for Fall for Dance and Mozart Dance's second movement is like one of the most kind of like moving dance moments for me. There's many parts in L'Allegro, which are just so beautiful. That's also in large part due to the like incredible aesthetic universe of L'Allegro. There's there's many Mark Morris dances that I've really that I really admire, that I've really loved, that have like really taken me to a place of like wondering oh thinking about like why dance matters. I think mm-hmm. Mark's works very successfully bring viewers to a place of like dance matters because dot 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 because mark Mm. is very pure in the way that they 
lay out this idea that like music and dance are inextricable and like great music should be like should have a, the companion of a great dance and they they uh, are like one wonderful companions in this way that like mark doesn't kind of fill up the music in this extraneous way mark makes a dance that is in conversation with the music in this very like log yes logical way but also in a way that's like deeply respectful of the music and you mm. feel that it's like very loving there's this like loving relationship between music and dance in the way that like pam loves music but she's also like our conversation can have hiccups and interruptions and overlaps and like it doesn't have to be so harmonious faithful exactly yeah and mark is so deeply faithful to the music mm -hmm. and he he looks at the score while he makes the dance and like it's very it's 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 incredibly logical. yeah pam's like put the music on now i made exactly. the dance <laughs> like we'll see what happens it's not that it's not that kind well, of mask but yes. i mean well it can be but generally it's that's like and then you continue to work then you right you adjust shape, and you, you shape it from there you shape yeah, the conversation yeah. exactly um, but there's a but, sense of the like let's see what happens and then we'll we'll do we'll yeah. continue yeah but i you know i i was definitely awake for the show i enjoyed the show <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's that's my re review i was definitely awake for this whole show that's huge for me that's huge it is it either points to like deep curiosity or deep anger <laughs> and i and uh -huh. i wasn't angry yeah um and you know i the dancers are excellent and i th i think i was thinking a lot about like how they're how they're sort of told or seemingly or trained to perform the movement because mm. there's a very particular way of doing dance that's like very stripped of affect which allows you to kind of like see the dance very clearly you know and and it does a thing of like taking what is like objectively at times virtuosic and making it seem not so it like brings mm. it into the realm of like humanness which mm -hmm. which changes the the nature of the work. So um I like that. I like to be able to see these dances that are using a kind of balletic or like modern dance idiom, but you're not feeling I mean, I understand how difficult they are. <laughs> but you watch these dancers and they're able to do them with this like great degree of ease and mm. that's but that's very it's very purposeful and at times I'm like let's not occasionally a dancer will come out and sort of like you see them, you see the kind of affect of who they are and you're like, "Well, I love that." But more often than not with the dancers in this company, you're like, "Wow, they're really not going to they're not going to do that." They're going to stay true to this, like, very clear style. This, like, pared-down style. Mm -hmm. Anyways, all this okay. to say, I thought about a lot during that show. Um, Mark Morris has never been at the Joyce before. Colin Fowler, who's the music director, was playing piano two feet from Jamie and I. It was like an interlocking reunion because we all went to high school together. Um, and Colin came and sat with us between dances, and it was cute. And... Um, yeah, it was lovely to see people I know, Brian Lawson and Miley and, um, 
Yeah, Brandon Cornet and Sam Black, all the Mark Morris people. Um, what else happened? That sounds um, like enough. Yeah. That that was my that was my that was enough on the Mark Morris experience for for the, if I think of anything more important to say next week I will but you know I've been thinking about Bones and All a lot actually since watching it and now I'm kind of like I do kind of want to recommend people watch it I can't it's okay. it's the it's the yeah the it's the it. it's a weirdness like <sighs> what you're kind of left with to like deal with the kind of style of the movie and the content it's i really mysterious and i like that keeps me keeps me thinking about it wait i want to i want to tell you one more funny mark morris story oh yeah at the intermission mark was walking out of the theater and i said and as we were going down the stairs i said mark and he said oh hello and i said mark i love your show this is halfway through and he goes i love it too <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah, me too. I really think like that is so important. So important. Like you what really are we doing like... here if like you get don't get pleasure from the thing that you've made? Totally. And like of all the people who need to love it, the per- it's the person who made it cuz you feel that. Yeah. I think and I do think I think that sense of like this is this is dance is is a is a feeling in that is received. I think that's, like, why people, you know, thinking back to that band experience of, like, I do feel like that is, that is, like, energizing to an audience to feel like, this is, I love this dance. I made this dance. Like, look, it's dance. Mark loves um, dance. That's great. Yeah. Mark loves I, dance. I think it's, you feel that in the work. It's great. Yeah. I think Anyways. you feel like when people are tortured and you feel like, you know, trying to make something important. I don't feel like that's, it's not that it's not important in Mark, but there's like a casual kind of love Yeah. that is being pushed at you. <laughs> <laughs> pushed. Pushed at you. Pushed. Mark, one of the pieces on the program, actually my, my favorite piece on the program was this Bartok string quartet piece that was made in, I don't know, you know, a while ago. And, um, it was great. And also I was think I was thinking a lot about Bartok ballet while I watched it. And then, um, apparently John Hagenbotham also has a Bartok string quartet piece. And someone was saying, oh, they should do them as an evening, the three Bartok string quartets. Um, anyways, Bartok is like really, three. there are three of them. There's three of them. Okay. So, um, love a bar talk moment. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was like really helpful actually with Mark. Wait, Morris. is bar talk ballet happening again? Not any, t- not, <sighs> it's not planned. No. It's truly like the only thing that I would like go see. Like, well, make the effort to go see. Goodness. Don't you want to come it. see Law of Mosaics in the spring? In the Wait, Law of Mosaics. That's her latest Oh, this is the unseen Pam Tanowitz New York City Ballet That's what they should call it. Yes, but I haven't seen it, so, like, I don't don't have, like, any pressing, you know, I don't, I mean. Right, it's not urgent. I will go see it, I suppose. But I don't have, like, 
don't have experience with right. it. So. Well, we have a Pam Tanowitz year coming up because Song of Songs is coming to City Center. Excited to see fall, that. And we have Gustave Le Grey and Love Mosaics coming to New York City Ballet in the spring. And there's great. Yeah, it's great. But um, where is Bartok Ballet? For now, <laughs> it's just in the archive. It's in the archive. So incredible. But, I mean, that's that's what that's that's when I fell in love with Pantanowitz. Yeah. What can I say? I think about that piece in terms of like how it was received and how it's felt by different sort of factions of people and why. And I think the way in which it's been so polarizing is like really points to its power. You know, like yeah. there are people who truly hate that piece and who who think that it. It is so um, out of place in the repertoire of New York City Ballet. And I think it's so actually in place there because like if New York City Ballet wants to continue being um, a significant. space, right, oh, significant, Aval, but a space that values change and movement forward and like, and I think many works from the past really point toward that value system. They like need balancing. Exactly. They need <laughs> works like Bartok Ballet because it's confusing and it's disorienting and it takes you to a place of really thinking like, what exactly just happened and why is it significant? And yes, this is what I'm saying about Bones and All of right. like, what is this? And, you know, That's I think what I want. as Linda Murray so, like, astutely described Bartok Ballet, she said, Bartok Ballet is the first piece of feminist choreography at New York City Ballet, oh, period. Wow. And I think that's true. I don't true. know what that is, but, I mean, interest, I would love to see it again so I could think about that. Yeah, about that. I mean, but that it, that it inspires thoughts like that. And, you know, Linda is someone who has, like, a deep understanding of, like, all of these important feminist philosophers, writers, and the kind of history of feminism in dance. Mm. So for Linda to say that, I'm like, wow, let me really think about that for a minute. Work. Um, yeah, I think strong, like, I think that's, that's sort of my, where I'm, I'm still interested in, like, or open to a Mark Morris experience. Cause there's something that there's integrity in the work and my feeling is like this work isn't for me but i don't i don't feel like oh this shouldn't exist you know so there's something there's something in that kind of like i don't yeah the difference between that and just like hating something that like feels like right uh like somebody even try making something or like you know, red, white, and blue, royal blue, or whatever. I'd be curious for you to see one of Mark's pieces that he's made on ballet companies, because Mm. I think there's a kind of different, something slightly different happens in the communication. Interesting. Um, There's a piece called Gong that he made for ABT in, I think, the early 2000s or late 90s, and I, I think it might change something for you. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I saw The Hard Nut, didn't like that. Really? Yeah, I think we saw it together. Oh. <laughs> but you, did, you didn't you didn't love the snow scene? I didn't like any of it. That's so confusing to me. I know, you were very confused. 
Wow. Yeah. I I was also excited to see it. Love the Nutcracker. There's something tonally, I think, that I suspect rings through the work and is, like, the work that I don't like. And that's okay. Yeah. You know? And that's what I mean, where I'm like, that's okay. I, I don't... I don't... Yeah. That's okay. Um... We get to like different... I don't... I don't... Um, yeah, it's okay. It's absolutely okay. We no all, hard feelings. We do not all <laughs> no have hard to like, like the same things. We don't. Um, what else? Uh, it's it's August. Um, you're going to Fire Island. I'm going to Fire Island tomorrow. Wow. I'm going to the Berkshires to see Cassie and Jesse over the weekend. That's nice. Are you looking at houses? I think we might look at another one. We didn't get the house we'd put an offer on last Ugh. week, so, you know. I can't imagine. I mean, the really awful part comes after that, but um, it's we only true. applied for one house, and oh. it was so well, stressful. It's really impossible, it seems, because, you know, we've put three offers, and this exact same thing has happened all three times. Well, it's like dating, you know? It's like... Well, I found the out last something one really... will be like you know the one v- that you get. So. Via Zillow, yeah, <laughs> then you just stuck with it. Um, via yeah. Zillow, I found out something really interesting about the first house we put an offer on, which is that the, we put a higher offer on the house than the that, listing than it, than it sold for. But oh, but it was all cash. That's right. We took it. Yeah. Yep. Well, just, mm. just here, all you have to do is get rich. You just have to have just an enormous sum of money all at once, and then you just buy a house. Okay, call, another culture thing. I really, I'm really frustrated with not being able to watch The Real Housewives of New York right now. I've never wanted to watch this show in any real way, but I do want to watch this Jenna Lyons new mm. group thing. Why? What channel is it on? I don't even know. Bravo, maybe, or... They really make it, you have to, I mean, all told, if you want to, like, really curate your viewership experience and watch everything you want to watch, you have to spend a thousand dollars a month. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm really hoping, um, I think Paige is going to visit soon and maybe we can log in to something. Okay, great. I feel like, I feel like Paige has TV in some way, but maybe not. TBD. He- I do wish I was watching it, though. And maybe, maybe I'll, I think you can... Like, maybe buy it somewhere. Just the show. I mean, this week I experienced the humiliation of trying to log into one of the platforms on a different device and then realizing that you use someone else's. Mm. And so you're too embarrassed to text them to be like, will you remind me yeah, the password? I absolutely. Just, it's oh, hard. Yeah, it is hard. It's hard. Because you're like, ugh, I'm poor. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to, like, remind people that I'm, like, bar- like stealing their... Well, Reed, you're so iconic. <coughs> I think people are happy to share what they have with you. Because don't you want to share with people? I do. Look at we're doing it right yeah. now. You and me. Sharing stories. We're sharing. We're doing our own long-form, confused reviews about culture and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to see the Beach Birds thing next weekend. and um, This is... Uh, Trisha Brown and the beach. It, it, no, it's beach it's that is Cunningham, right? But it's that um, like last year was Trisha Brown. This year they're doing Cunningham's Beach Birds with a response by Sarah Mitchelson. Okay, 
Um, so. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing is this Georgia indictment, the most it's exciting one of all, because it's it a state another. indictment, so he can't pardon himself out of that one. Ooh. Yes, honey. I didn't know this that. Is, this, is, this is the real tea. And does that one get going a little quicker? Well, there's sort of no pressing time in that way because... Yes, there is. There's an election. Let's go. Well, yes, but, like, that doesn't... You know, if if Trump is... If he's other... If he goes to prison, he can still become president. Really? And then pardon himself from these other things. Oh, interesting. So, um, I mean, there's... I think there's sort of a question of, like... I don't know. I guess apparently there's some case to be made of like, I'm president. I can't go to prison right now. (laughs) In terms of like this state situation. Um, But that seems like not the rule of law in this country. Right. So I don't, I don't, that doesn't seem like it would work, but, but yeah. Also the governor can't pardon in Georgia, just I think, like as a uniquely thing, I think there's something where like the governor of Georgia also could not pardon Trump for these indictments. So make it all go away. Significant. Significant. It'll never go away. It'll never go away. It'll never what? go away. What will never go away? The Georgia thing. Just evil. Like, it's so evil. There's all so these, much evil. This culture of evil that is... It's not just here. It's all over the world. Well, it's in every one of us. It is. Other people are just different versions of ourselves. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, get into that. It's just some of us have a certain kind of experience in education that points us towards... You love ed- this idea of education. <laughs> I do. I can I continue to love the idea of education. I I just feel like yes, there are very like p- p- products of extreme education who've come out of the other end totally evil. Um, yeah, but I, I think that's my point. Right, but I think it's also like there's also like a kind of education. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like I feel like my education has has allowed me to be more open to other people's experiences uh-huh. and I think that's in general what education does like the more you know about history and the more you know about like how other people think and feel and live it makes you have greater empathy and it makes you have a greater curiosity um, I don't think that's a, a knowledge thing which is what I, I'm mainly describing education as right I think there's something more complicated in terms of, like, how one relates to other people. Donald Trump certainly, like, believes that other people are for him to use to get power. Yes. Well, Um, Donald Trump is a person who clearly did not take education seriously. Well, I mean, that's that's true, but I think it's, it's sort of not what facilitated the kind of demonic relationship to other people. Right. It seems like that's from that's from parents. you know call Doctor like, Freud call absolutely. Doctor Winnicott. That's like from the way Donald was the raised. You know this is complicated. Yeah. But um, I think you know in general. I mean maybe I'm I can only speak for like my little education, 
but I was, you know, I was really lucky to go to these sort of like esoteric art schools where like people were very preoccupied with, you know, valuing the experiences of others and like celebrating other people's interests. And I think that's important. It's like, it gets scary when educational environments are like point, are narrowing right. in on like something very specific and being like, this is the right way, you know? Well, and there's there's some kind of like evil purpose driven kind of thing oh, for sure, of like for sure. power and just wanting to like uh, do things to people. Right. Well, didactic education is really damaging. It's just like to convince people that there's like one right way just creates monstrous people. Um, I also want to say that uh, Dynasty continues to be a really excellent show, <laughs> and everyone should go back. And I really can't believe the directing, the camera work, the it's the fat. I mean, the clothes. Every episode, it's it's insane. It is insane, and everyone should have the joy of Dynasty. Ah, oh, so good. So good. So good. And then it's a soap opera, so... Um, I was reminded of it because you said damages, and I thought of damages. Oh, my God. The show. <laughs> wow. All right, well, let's leave it at that. We're at not in 17 minutes. Yeah, I just want to uh, apologize to everybody gift. for this week for even attempting to try to be serious because, like, my mind is not functioning in that way right now. But apologies. Apologies to, like, whatever. I'm not... I mean, it's fine. No. We're fine. Listen, if you want something else, do something else. Anyway, we love you. Say that again. Say that again. (laughs) Say that again. Say that again. If you want something else, do something else. What is that Trixie and Katya thing? What do they say on the... uh, um, Because it's our podcast and not yours. Yeah, something like that. Um, Because it's our show, not yours. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want a different show, go make a different show. Go make, go make something. It gives you the opportunity to think about, like, why the thing you make is stupid or good. Or <laughs> hopefully, like Mark Morris, you'll love, you'll love the thing you make. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I, you'll some, feel strange uh, about it. Someone was asking me about the work that I've done yesterday, and, like, at several junctures in the conversation, I was like, and I love that thing that I made. Yeah. So, happy to have made a few things that I've loved. Yeah, and time changes everything in that way, too. It's How true. very confusing. How true. Um, well, with that, we'll see you next week. Think about um, what our favorite the movie is. What is our favorite movie? Our. That's kind of the question. The collective favorite movie. We loves you. Okay, we, we love you.